Welcome back to Pod People's Podcast for people who make podcasts. I'm Tyler Green, head of community at Pod People and your host for this tightly packed little podcast treat. On today's show, I have the supreme honor of introducing you to one of our star community members, rapper, recording artist, entrepreneur, podcast producer, and host extraordinaire, Corey Cambridge. For those of you who are new to Pod People, we are a production company and a staffing agency for audio professionals. So we make podcasts and we help people staff their shows with our incredible community of audio professionals like Corey. He was actually one of our first. If you haven't filled out the onboarding survey, you can find a link to that in our show notes or at podpeople.com slash producers. Corey Cambridge is a Virginia-born creative currently residing in Los Angeles. In his early career as a rapper and songwriter, he opened for some people you might have heard of, J. Cole, Kid Cudi, and many more. And along the way, he amassed over 2 million YouTube views. In 2017, he launched Giant Umbrella, which is a content company and podcast network. His flagship show for the network is called Silent Giants, and he also hosts another podcast called OPP, Other People's Podcasts. We hear about the origins and motivations behind both projects in our conversation. Someone told me, one of my great friends, his name is Esquire, great rapper from New York. He goes, why do you rap? And I go, I like to. He says, that's not a good reason. Hmm. And it made me, it really sat with me like that I couldn't come up with a reason of why I rap Hmm. back when I was making music. And so it sat with me for a long time of like, you know, doing the unexpected, anything that becomes great, that latches on is something that we often don't expect. So Barack Obama, you know, he was the first black president, but at the time, now it's something we can sit with, but at the time it was just so unexpected. Or someone like Tim Tebow in sports is like an unexpected quarterback. Or Jeremy Lin in basketball was, this, you know, Asian Harvard basketball player who crossed up Kobe Bryant and made 36 points at the garden. And so I find that greatness that comes in an unexpected form really catches on. It's like, let's do the unexpected, do the thing that people don't believe that you can do Mm. and step out of the box and be different. Yeah. For me lately, that's like going for a walk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, doing the unexpected now is very simple. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep it real simple. Okay. So you're not just a podcast producer and host. You started as a recording artist. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's something I gravitated to when I was a kid. Like, one thing, technology has really changed from the time we were kids, you know? So the the dream of getting your voice out and getting your message out, the way that you thought about it was through music, for me. Mm. And so I got into music and fell in love with it, man. It came really natural to me, and I still love making music to this day. And so that's why I moved to New York City to pursue my career in that. But the industry changed, and when the industry changed... New York kind of became too expensive for a lot of creatives and it kind of became more of a tech oriented city and less of a creative hub for artists in particular. And during that shift was when podcasting kind of got introduced. And so, you know, it was just a natural thing to kind of step into when I realized like, wait, Mm. this is, this is the same thing as music in a way it's storytelling, but also it made me realize, whoa, like for me to make an album, it takes months of planning and strategizing and I got to be an emotional place to write a song. And, you know, I got to like think about performing that song and it's just mm-hmm. a lot of really difficult process to get to 45 minutes worth of content yeah. for a listener to enjoy. And then I realized, mm-hmm. wait, like this is 45 minutes. This is a Drake album. Just me talking. 
right? People can like listen to my ideas and my thoughts and I can still be creative and tell stories. And I just really fell in love with the medium and just saw this is the future of where things are going to go. So I still love making music, but I think right now more than anything, I think podcasting helps me make music better. I find this parallel so interesting because I feel like there are so many people who have a certain set of experiences and they think that for whatever reason they have to stay in that job or that role or that thing, right? It's like they want to be specialized in something. So then they just end up telling themselves that they can't do something when in reality, a lot of things just have the same core skill set. It's, it's about really like learning the terminology and meeting the people. Totally. And you know what, Tyler, one thing I've learned in my life is there's no such thing as a bad experience, right? I've had so many odd jobs. I don't call them bad jobs. <laughs> I call them odd jobs. But my goal with every job or every situation or every person I meet is to walk away with something from it. And so music, it was at times a very painful experience, but I walked away with so much from it. It taught me how to hustle. It taught me how to like put together stories because the same way I write a song is kind of the same process of how I would do with a podcast. I think being a rapper has helped me so much in podcasting. So there's no such thing as a bad experience and everything just helps to make you a better you at the end of the day. Is there an experience that you can think of or a story or a memory or even like of a mentor or somebody that you worked with, opened for, performed with that illustrates that? Like just sort of from the music chapter? Um, You know what? From the music side, I can say I had one person in New York City that changed my life. His name is NC. Shout out to NC. NC was someone who uh, my music career wasn't really going well for me in New York. The scene was really changing there. I was getting also a little older. And realize, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not preparing myself properly for the future currently. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. NT was someone who was like a CEO of a tech company, of a co-working space. And he brought me in and gave me like a job. Mm-hmm. When I left the company, though, he took me out for dinner and was like, man, you should start a podcast. When smart people tell you something, listen. <laughs> Actually listen. Even if it hurts your feelings. Yes. He was just like, hey, we should have a podcast. I said, what is that? I said, it's like a like an internet radio show. And he would go, exactly. And he was like, Man, you have so many friends like in the industry and in music and all over the place that you're a great talker. You should bring them on your show. And what would you want it to be about? And in five seconds, I was like, silent giants, and we should interview people behind the scenes. And it was really at the time, I'm still seeing myself as a rapper, but I was like, I can use this as a way to get to know people. And in 15 minutes, the concept, the name was there. And he had podcast gear. And he told me every Sunday, he was like, come to the office every Sunday, invite four of your friends, and we're going to block off. And he sat with me every Sunday. And so I had like 50, 60 episodes before we even launched, like ready to go. And just fell in love with that entire process. And so shout out to NC. That's how mentorship played a role in my career. That is such a great story. I love that person. What a cool thing to do. Um, You know, and I like to think that hopefully I'm that person for people. And I'm sure you feel the same way at times, too. Absolutely. So I guess the question I have, though, is so you were doing interviews on Sundays and then you started a company. So how long did it take you to get the confidence to be like, I'm going to start a company now as opposed to like, what is a podcast and then naming your podcast? Like, how long did that take and why did you end up doing that? You know, confidence-wise, it wasn't hard at all. Once I had my mind on something, it's like, let's go. It's game time. Yep. But I just knew that this industry was going to be something special. One thing I've learned from interviewing great people who achieved amazing things, 
you realize that life's about moments. When you hear everyone's story, there's going to be certain things that everyone's going to have in common. And for most people, it's moments. Life is made up of moments. It's the moments that we remember. One question I ask folks on Silent Giants is, do you remember the moment? And when the moment came, did you know that this was the moment when something great was going to happen? In our lifetime, I realized, whoa, podcasting is brand new. And it's not like music. Music is 100 years old. Music industry. Or it's not like television. It's a new way of telling stories. And I just knew this was a moment. I was listening to podcasts since the beginning. And like, basically, it took like five years for me to realize I was a podcaster and I was a podcast professional in public radio specifically. But um, I didn't have that awareness to even start my own company until uh, two years ago. So it's just, it's really to be like highlighted, I think, in your story and your experience that you had that self-awareness to latch on to the moment. A lot of people don't. Yeah, I mean, when, when moments come, it's almost like moving out here to Los Angeles. I've wanted to do it for the last couple of years when COVID hit. I realized, oh, well, I got a moment. If I don't hop on this moment right now, yeah. if I wait a year, who knows when that moment will come along again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for my music career, I had a lot of success early in my career as an artist. And then things kind of faded off. And I realized I didn't cherish that moment when I was opening up for Jay-Z or when I opened up for Seinfeld or when I, like, I had no idea because I would just, I took it for granted. But I made a promise to myself that when moments come around again, I'll cherish it, hop on it and not miss it, you know. I love that. So you created this the flagship show, Silent Giants, which celebrates the people behind the scenes of pop culture, which I think is brilliant. And then in 2018, you created a, another show called Other People's Podcast, which you call a discovery platform, highlights your favorite podcasters and the shows they make, right? So tell me about that show. What I realized from Silent Giants is that when you create a show, whatever the subject matter is, you're now going to be perceived as an expert on that. Which in kind of a way you are because you're spending hours and hours and hours interviewing people in a particular space. You do kind of become an expert at it. But I realized like, whoa, like I like podcasting and being creative and being around creatives is great. But what's a bigger thing? And I realized like, what about just like the being the podcast guy? So what about just like interviewing other podcast creators and creating kind of like the TRL of podcasting where people can come to. Yes. And also realizing another thing I hope listeners can understand is solve a problem with your show. Solve a problem. Like discoverability was a problem and it still is a problem. And mm, so like very much so. why not solve that problem with interviewing folks? So it's a show where I get to interview people from all different walks of life about their show. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's kind of like my TRL of podcasting. That's what I, like I to love call that, it. the TRL of podcast. I lit up when you said that. The audio industry, especially public radio, but also podcasting, I think, hasn't traditionally been super welcome to creators of color and those from other marginalized communities, gender, sexual orientation. I'm curious what your experience has been as a creative color in the audio community. Man, you know, I could say, honestly, it's been night and day from the passing of George Floyd. I can honestly say that that moment changed my life, but it also changed the way the world perceives and wants diversity. I think it just really woke up a lot of people to the importance of these stories. I do think now, though, 
I'm tired of making trauma. I, I never, I'm not tired of it. I've never made it. I don't want to make trauma content. Mm-hmm. Like, I think now it's about like, can we have black people host a podcast about gardening? Or what about science? Right. Or what about cooking? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what about like making podcasts that reflect life and not getting stuck into like the 1619, no knock on 1619. I think it's a great podcast, mm. but not getting caught up in the traumas of what's wrong. How about we're given the opportunity to share the joys of what it's like to be in a min- being a minority? I always say I'm privileged. Being black is a privilege. Like being black is not something that I'm I'm at all uh, doesn't sadden me whatsoever. Mm. It's something beautiful about walking down the street, seeing another black person, and giving them a nod, a head nod. Mm. Like I'm a part of mm. a community, and there's something beautiful about that. That's the privilege of being black. And so I think it's about letting people in on the joy of what it is to be a minority and making content that reflects that. I mean, we can look at the Apple charts right now, the Hot 100 chart on Apple. Probably three black people are on it right now. It's probably Trevor Noah. It's probably Oprah. And that might be it. Maybe Sam Sanders, maybe. But it's only three. So three out of 100, 3%. Mm. And then you got to be super black. You know, you got to be Oprah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, so what does that say when like, you know, a regular, you know, normal white person could be in the top 100, right? A lot of normal, regular, <laughs> right, a lot of normal, right, 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 right. <laughs> so it's like, you know, we have a lot of work to do, but I think that like, if anything, I'm energized and I hope mm. that all people of color or marginalized communities are energized. Let's get our voices heard. And like I said before, our community is really full of all different like experience levels. But in particular, do you have any advice for young creators of color in this industry in particular? Be yourself, but also know your, like, know your intention, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's one thing if you want to make something that's niche, but if you want the number one podcast in the world, be true to yourself and what your goals are. Don't limit yourself. Know that your voice is important. And work at your craft. Take it seriously. Such great advice. So now we're going to focus on kind of the present slash the future. Curious what you're working on right now and and kind of what's coming up for you. I'm really fortunate right now to be working with Jalen Rose, one of the top uh, podcasts in sports for the New York Post and producing his show called Renaissance Man. Comes out every Thursday. There's some other plans in the future with some other big stars out here in Hollywood that I'm like Mm -hmm. really excited about. Also... Making my shows into television shows. I shot both of them in pilot as pilots hmm. before. Oh, here's one thing, Tyler. For creatives, think about your show not just as a podcast. Think yes. about your show with merchandise. Think about your show as a live event. Think about your show in video. And then think about your show in audio. Think about it in those four spaces. Because that IP is important. To, so, yes. to, to cre- That's another repeat moment. That IP is important. That IP <laughs> is important. <laughs> and yes, I, I had to circle back and say that. It's so cool that we get to be in this industry together. And, and I feel like you have so many amazing ideas. And like we could talk for two more hours. But what's cool is, and I think a great bridge to my final question, is that part of the beauty of 
me accepting this position as head of community for pod people is getting people jobs and doing the matchmaking. But the other part of it is building a real community of support for people, particularly during a time where we don't see people. Why do you think other creators should join pod people or ally with pod people? Number one, everything is about community. Everything. No one does anything alone. The one thing about podcasting that is very challenging versus other industries is like, you know, I was on set for a movie or television show I was producing and it's an army of people producing this television show and podcasting can be isolating because you're editing alone, you're writing your scripts alone, you could be recording alone. Maybe it's one other person. It's an art form that you can do by yourself, but it feels good to be with other people who share that same passion, who have the same trials and tribulations. Because let me tell you, you're going to have rough spots in your career. Just being a creative in general and having a community of people who you can relate to, build friends with, deep connections, and who also want to help you. Pop people just wants to help you navigate your career. And I can tell you that I've had numerous opportunities with pop people that have led me to other jobs. Yeah, and we're working on brand new ways to kind of enhance that, make it easier for people to talk to each other, to share ideas, to learn. But it has been a joy talking to you and I can't wait to like keep talking to you and you know, dig into your brain a little bit more to try to to make this community just even more special for people as we hopefully exponentially grow right alongside you. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. No, Tyler, thank you so much for having me on. It really does mean a lot because I really enjoy the organization. Y'all have only shown me nothing but love. Pop people gave me my first opportunities. And, and so I am very grateful for this interview. That was our fabulous community member, Corey Cambridge. You can find out more about all Corey is up to at CoreyCambridge.com, which we've linked to in the show notes. And that's all for this episode of Pod People's Podcast for people who make podcasts. On next week's episode, our head of production, Matt Sav, will join us to feature their conversation with Noah Eberhardt, a community member of ours, all about remote recording. It's incredible because it allows us to connect better with people we might not have access to. You might not be able to get someone across the country or across the world into a studio or even do a tape sync with them. But with remote recording, it's a lot easier to do that. So be sure to tune in for that next week. The Pod People team is Rachel King, Ann Fuse, Matt Sav, me, Tyler Green, Danielle Roth, Sammy Reed, Isabel Genius, Alexa Brooks Major, Devin Wilson, and Erica Wong. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Be sure to join our Facebook group. It's called Pod People Community. All of these are linked to in the show notes. And again, if you haven't filled out an onboarding survey yet to join our community, you can find that at podpeople.com slash producers. And please remember, we're truly here for you. Shoot us a note at hello at podpeople.com with any questions, feedback, or podcast recs. Have a wonderful week. Am I allowed to curse? Sure.